Hey everyone, ahead of this episode, I just wanted to apologize for some of the audio quality. Um, it appears that my microphone was a little bit close to the to the edge of my shirt, so it was uh, adding this uh, uh, noise a little bit, but um, it's a pretty good episode, so I would say it's definitely worth soldiering through um, and finding out how much of your degree you may use in your uh, life as an engineer. Uh, Thanks for watching. Hello everyone and welcome to the Sario Dev Show, Engineering IRL. Um, In today's revision, what we're going to be covering is how much of my uni degree is used in everyday engineering. So for a bit of context, um, I studied a five-year course at a University of Technology, Sydney, um, called Computer Systems Engineering. So there's a main engineering uh, major, and then there's different uh, sub-majors. Now, <clears throat> for me, it's kind of interesting because the, the com- where I work is predominantly electrical engineers. And for myself, being a computer systems engineer, um, uh, my specialize my specialization is a little bit different um, now if you remember way back and probably this is more relevant to the younger guys when you start out engineering there is so much math physics and you do so many raw numbers and to answer the first question straight up is have I used any of those uh, have I used derivatives have I done matrices have I done big functions Mm, not once not once so question is is it important well this is gonna be the case with most of the subjects the fundamentals are important this is what everyone will tell you out there is like yeah the fundamentals um, and understanding the concepts is probably more valuable in itself and then knowing that you could do the raw math if necessary but truth be told it's, it's much like you in um, studying your uh, math, uh, mathematics courses now and subjects now is that you will use a calculator for basic math, okay? So the amount of times that we've got several super smart engineers who can make work out the most complex problems and someone has to whip out a calculator for 37.5 divided by 2. It's not that rare. <laughs> so <clears throat> in, from that standpoint, from the raw output, just like that, a calculator example, and you never do that, you, you really don't. Now you, you could, you might, depending on what engineering role you get. But in reality, you have to think about, you have to think about this. What function or what, what, what the, the type of engineering that's happening what is their output? What is their goal? What, what makes them money? What's the business? What's the business case? And <clears throat> if you're R&D, you might go to those levels, but we have this thing called, they invented it recently, it's called computers. And they can do all the big complicated math. All the equations are there. You Google it, there's Wolfram Alpha, there's all sorts of stuff <laughs> that, that takes care of those type of things for you. <clears throat> a lot of the time the question is when to use it or whatever but just keep in perspective you have to prove you're able to solve 
this type of stuff. And this is why they say peace good degrees, okay? Because once you get out into the field, once you become an engineer, let's let put this way. The number of times that someone has asked me what what scores that I got in university have also been zero. No one cares. The question is what can you do for me? Can you solve this problem? Can we've got to do these eight things? How many of these tasks will you be helpful to me for? That's gonna be more important. Your versatility, your ability to adapt. <clears throat> now if you're in R and D role then obviously depending on what you're researching, then, then you, you may come into the, um, to using uh, more of your low, uh, of your maths, direct to math skills. <clears throat> but even then, I, I, I would say that it's so specialized that you, you, you shouldn't worry about it from, from this standpoint. Oh, am I gonna use this anyway? You gotta pass it to get out anyway. So there's no point complaining if you're gonna use it or not. But I can tell you that it's rarely but I can also tell you that the foundation is important. Now, math's not the only subject. You, the, you know, the, the, once you do all your core subjects, your physics and all your sort of, all that, those common engineering strands ones, then you get into your major. Um, <clears throat> and for me, my major did cross over with electrical a little bit, just for some specific subjects, mostly around controls, um, signals, uh, and things like that. And then it also crosses over into the software world, software engineering world, um, but mostly around embedded applications. Yeah, so I program electrical stuff to do stuff. Now, once you get to your major, even that, you know, you kind of use, you know, there's a lot of communication subjects. Uh, communication subjects you use, but a lot of them feel more like common sense. Um, I feel like a lot of that uh, the communication skills is good for some people, but I found that learning on the job in your own company's culture and you, you learn how people, uh, how engineers interact with customers, how engineers interact with other engineers based on when you're just CC'd in different emails and you just, just read through the email trail. I would say it's <clears throat> the main thing you learn from, sorry, the main thing you should take away from some of the, uh, the communications courses is to be thoughtful and just aware of who is your audience. That's it. The, the problem is when they go into these details, the micro of the formalities, you know, you need to have the structure this way and, and that doesn't matter as much because that can change. That can change. So don't get caught up. For me, what in, in uni, you get taught um, a bunch of micro details like how-tos and, and specific details on how to actually do certain things and use certain tools. Um, but what you need to understand is your the macro, the, the why that these tools exist or why you're, you're learning certain techniques more so because that's what actually carries through. The macro side is the part that carries through, not the micro, how do I do this? But it's good to know you can do, you have these these skills, these mad skills to solve five page equations for one mark. It's cool, it's good. Now, <clears throat> so so now we've gone to the major. The major, you, it kind of ties everything and gives you an idea of what your, your, um, your engineering specialization might be. Depends on the major, obviously. I'm just told, I can only speak from the uh, major that I studied. 
Um, <clears throat> but then for, for mo the way my course is structured, computer systems really came in, um, really came alive at the uh, sub-major level. And at the sub-major level, I found that the subjects that were there were definitely my favorites in the course overall. And they applied a lot more. But I can say even then, because of the role that I ended up with, which was control systems engineer, um, a lot of the skills were very useful, but only for useful, uh, it was only, it was more useful for me trying to expand uh, the type of things that we're doing outside of the main role. Okay, so because I had skills and I was taught in a different style, type of engineering, <clears throat> from when thinking outside of the box is really where this came in, really where I could use some of these skills. Um, and a lot of that's on like um, systems design and architectures and things like that. Sometimes Sometimes what happens in the office, even as an engineer, you, you end up creating productivity tools or things that will help improve the process. There'll be existing processes everywhere. You're going to love that. Um, but there is opportunity to try and make processes more efficient. And that's on you. A lot of that stuff ends up coming out of your own time. You would have remembered from the earlier uh, episode that I talked about how doing both at once, doing um, the way that the task that, that has been given to you and then maybe the way that you think will be faster. So a lot of it will come out of your time. <clears throat> I will say that the problem solving that comes out of it and learning how to learn so quickly and absorbing things, that was really useful. Also, because you're fresh out of uni, you understand how to make a professional looking document. So I know everyone um, gets tired of writing documents and want to get to the practical stuff. But one of the practical things is documenting, unfortunately. But actually, the, the, the more you stay in the engineering game, the more you'll appreciate your documentation skills. Um, <clears throat> but again, at first, it's just a tool of I can help. You know, an engineer might do a whole bunch of um, works. They have to compile all their stuff and then document it for a presentation to a customer or whatever it is. That's where you might come in early days is to collate the work um, and then prepare some documentation for um, other engineers. Um, <clears throat> and then, but then later on when you're designing documentation, right? De designing documentation, woo, it's actually a useful skill to have. But you'll apply that with other skills as well and then depending on how your company is structured or if you're a small company then you have even more to do. So now you can see that I, you know, there's, there's a fair amount. Um, I mean you might get lucky, your, your course might directly, directly apply um, to, to what you're doing. Um, but I, I, it, it's not that important in my opinion, that the skill, that the, that what you, the tools that you learned at the time are exactly what you're going to be doing out in the field. It'd be, it's advantageous, it's advantageous. But what I'll say is some of these specialized, these soft skills that you can earn is actually in your electives. A lot of people pick electives based on this is the easiest thing to pass in the world, which is fine. I get that. 
you might be working at the same time or something like that but um, with my ones I I chose to pick areas that wasn't directly in the course but I figured might be useful skills so I picked up some one database course and then I picked up another um, programming course more software based course and now in my job even though I'm not a software engineer or I'm not there for um, databases because of those skills I was able to upgrade a bunch of the old um, <laughs> a bunch of notepads or excel files that have been used for data storage and uh, design some database systems to actually manage that that kind of data and because it was kind of second nature I, it could get done correctly and you're already reaping benefits pretty pretty fast as well <clears throat> that's just one example so the other thing I we I picked up along the way was risk management in engineering that had two things that had uh, two things going for it one yes it could it could be an elective two it could be done over the summer three um, it's a course that is in the master's engineering degree course that you can directly credit and not have to do if you ever decide to do your master's um, I have not had to use that card yet but I will tell you that course for example was actually it was not bad there was some tools in there that when when we're doing risk um, uh, kind of you're doing a risk analysis of certain things it always comes up engineering in engineering and uh, sometimes it, it, it can be looked at as a little bit of a not a throwaway but you kind of you you, you get given one to assess and you're just kind of going off the top of your head it feels not that tangible but it's actually a skill that you can that you can get better at um, and then also um, even the uh, even your more senior engineers at the time you can contribute to that topic because it's just it's just trying to think of everything to do with the project and the potential risks and then you may not know how to mi mitigate everything but but you will eventually you will um, yeah, so I think a lot of soft skills were very, very um, useful. But I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with this: is that in in the degree, and don't worry if there's further questions, or I can go in more detail with specific subjects that that I've directly used and how. But but for now, I'll stick to this level because um, it's it's kind of a big topic, but also kind of not because it, your degree is irrelevant sorry guys like <laughs> what's gonna matter is how you perform how you learn and how you work with other people your EQ will matter as much as your IQ I'll put it that way for real success either you you're that much smarter than everyone else and you're that good and that skilled that 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 it demands uh, that if you have low EQ it's not that important but <laughs> In most cases, EQ is so important and your communication skills are so important because everyone already knows all the stuff. And typically, well, um, for, from, my, from my standpoint, it's great having so many engineers smarter than you in different topics, different scopes, because that's not all on you then. You have somewhere to go um, and then you just find your niche that you're the expert at. You don't need to be the expert at everything. So, <clears throat> again, your course won't matter that much you will gain the uh, mental fortitude to to dig deep yeah 
to look for longer solutions, to be able to map that out if necessary, uh, to write the documentation necessary. You'll learn all of that sort of stuff and then in your specific strands, I know there's a lot of calculations you do and they, they are important for understanding but you'll learn so much more from your experience on the job, what you specifically need to do. Um, and there's a lot of programs and a lot of the engineering is already proven. A lot of the physics is proven. What you're doing is deciding which pieces need to go together. And the last part is, I think um, what you'll take for granted a little bit is the, um, the sta international standards and Australian standards. They, at the end of the day, there is so many of them that apply to so many things. <coughs> Even in your job, you may not be told to refer to a specific standard, but it's sometimes a good idea to, to understand which one would apply in that area. But also understand that unless it's part of your contract, that might not be expected of you to meet by your employer. <clears throat> but it is good to keep in mind because it asks questions that you may not have asked before. So, in summary, if you're, and, and this, this is how related back to um, in your real life, like, so for young engineers, obviously what I'm saying is you learn it all, get through a piece, get degrees. If you excel in it, great. Um, but don't forget your soft skills and don't forget the, under, trying to understand the macro of why a course was even created as a course. What kind of need was it even addressing? And don't poo-poo too much the business courses because at the end of the day, even if you're not trying to do your own startup or you don't care about the like the, the numbers when you do the uh, financial subject is super easy or the business subject is super easy for engineers. <clears throat> what it does, don't, don't underestimate it because at the end of the day, as an engineer, you're employed for a business. And so having that mindset about the business goals can help, uh, at least from a perception standpoint, um, how, how upper management looks at you. Um, so don't sleep on those subjects, gain your soft skills. And if you're, um, and yeah, so for every, every, everyone else, you have to remember that your, what, whatever it is that you study, whatever it is that you do, you're learning about, you only get out what you put in. And so even a course that you know all the um, answers for, you can still gain something. It's up to you how hard you work to extract that, to extract that lesson or to gain, to gain something. And, and you might say, but then what's the point? You, you have to do it anyway. You've done the course, you need this tick. You're already there. Um, so maximize what you're already learning, see what you can understand. And even if you're doing any other course it is in your career, if you can understand from a macro level the, the why of the, the course anyways, then, then that might be some value. It gives you a clue of where, the direction of where your company is going, um, all the good stuff like that. So without further ado, thank you for uh, listening. Hopefully this has been useful for someone out there. If you're an up-and-coming engineer and you got questions about the course, maybe you're a UTS person, maybe uh, you're studying uh, in Australia as well, or as, if you're studying any technical field or anything at all, just uh, let me know if you have any questions. Um, and until the next one, thanks for listening.